You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, River. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. I've got my chai. It's sunny out today. It's, it's, good. it's a good day. I love it. Um, gosh, Christmas is literally a few days away, so I'm sure everyone in the hustle and bustle of it all. I'm very grateful. I have literally one gift to buy left over and um, yeah, calling a day, but, and I say there is a special, special, beautiful human being who is joining us for her second episode with us. We've got like back to back repeat guests. I know. I love it. I love it. It feels like a good holidays <laughs> let's welcome river i'll do you do the honors bailey is back hi, hi everybody thank you hi, sweetie <laughs> we're so happy to see you i'm so happy to be here i love you both and i love the listeners so thank you for having me yeah hey, will um, you just like quickly give us just like Mm-hmm. a little rundown of who you are and what you do just in case people who are listening to this episode didn't catch the first episode with you on it just kind of give us like a recap of like you of course I'm a channel for energy and a healing guide at heart so that means that I channel pure energy I work with the spirit guides of another person's um, divine team to deliver messaging I tap into the energetic field of another person uh, to help guide them on their healing. So I'm here to be of service, to do light work. And my day job is working in the fashion and commercial industry. I am a fashion print and commercial model. And I do a lot of channeling energy on set uh, when I work with creative teams to bring their vision to life. Mm. okay that's freaking cool I didn't know that last little part like I yeah, knew same. You and I'm like how does what does that look like how does that how does yeah, that look share like- share a little bit of that gold goodness right there that just started um when I opened up my channel um spiritually I started realizing there was a capacity to allow my channel to be open in a creative performance way um so like for example I just shot a tv commercial in Arizona Um, in February this year. Um, On set, I was guided by my spirit guides to say to myself and to my team, spirit, I welcome you to work through me in this moment as I'm acting. So it's very much like method um, acting. I open up my channel. I let energy of the highest good work through my body. And I'm, you know, laughing and performing commercially and um, doing what the production team is asking me to do, but I feel like I'm bringing a high frequency to the project that will then be felt when uh, the project is casted out um, on television and stuff like that. So I've started allowing myself to channel um, within the work that I do so I can shine light in a more public way as well. That's freaking dope. Yeah. (laughs) That's actually really, really cool. Um, I know one of the things that we wanted to discuss with you today is um, there is a lot of energy coming out of 
1111 portal still. Like, I feel like this last like eight weeks has been just one hell of a spiritual journey of energy and for both the divine feminine collective and the divine masculine collective. And let me state again, for those folks who are learning and sort of tapping into spirituality, there is no gender assigned to these roles, right? It's, it's, it's an energy and you're either, and there's men who are divine feminine and there are women who are divine masculine. And it just depends on sort of where they are in their personal journeys. Yes, that's so true. Um, there is such a need to balance the masculine and feminine energy within yourself when you're on a journey um, where you're seeking out your divine counterpart. Uh, because typically one is more um, presenting one way, one is more presenting the other way. And the goal for both of them to come together or multiple of them to come together is to to strike that balance within self because we all have divine mass or we all have masculine and feminine energy within us that yin and yang. Mm -hmm. Was what, did yin and yang come from like Chinese dynasty or did it come from Japanese? I actually that up. I'm a I don't like a know. Generator task. <laughs> yes, I just hear it and I say it <laughs> from my guides. But yeah, um, that's that's what's really cool is that when we're talking about divine masculines or divine feminines, um, we could be talking about anyone of any gender because we all carry that energy. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think yeah. I like that we put that distinction because I feel like. Uh, socially, we just really get hung up on on gender, and in spirituality, there there's gender is has nothing to do with spirituality, <laughs> right? Because we're all these spiritual beings on the in our core, right? Like, and so it kind of they we we kind of look like alien Barbie dolls in a sense because there are like no true genital, like you don't you don't see yeah. any photos we've seen of folks, you know, of like super tall dudes you know or like beings you know or little beings like whatever area or <laughs> like lions or they look like but so i just looked it up so yin yang the philosophy is at least 3500 years old um discussed in the ninth century bce text known as the I Ching book of changes but it is a originated ancient chinese philosophy very so cool. I was right. I was, my intuition said that from the beginning. So that's cool. Very cool to know that. Thank you. I, w I wanted to say too, I'm hearing to acknowledge um, as human beings, we like to use labels because we use words on this physical plane. Mm -hmm. um, but other species, like other ex extraterrestrial beings that exist on other planets, because I channel ets in addition to angelic masters yeah they don't use labels that much they're kind of more about um energetics and we as human beings have decided to just put like a label to every single thing down to what we call ourselves it's pretty wild it is really interesting isn't it that we have to like label every single thing and 
with regards to that light language that you so um you so share openly you know in social media i'm fascinated by where do you guys all learn this light language one how does it come to you but the other part is is like, do you understand other people's light language or is it something specific to you? Or is like, is it the alphabet for you in that? And when you're like channeling that state, like I've always sort of had that question and I guess I, I just, I was called to ask it now. Thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, light language is the expression of one's soul signature. So we can all speak light language. Um, it is channeling energetic codes from the higher chakras and basically these codes are healing activating um and nourishing on a physical and energetic level so what i'm speaking is how the energetic codes are expressed through my body but you can express light language through movement through artwork through your hands this is where you know it's kind of like a Reiki practitioner, but a, a, another um, another level of it. Um, if you were to even uh, label it, gauge, <laughs> gauge that. Yeah. <laughs> and light language is, is something that if you're a healing person here on earth, it's something that you may offer um, to other people and transmit that energy. Uh, but really you're just allowing yourself to be worked through from, from higher beings, basically. So light language is, is spoken, um, by species that are non-human as well. But so would you say like, yeah. I, I just, as you're saying that I was thinking about, you know, like for me as someone who writes, um, I look, you know, as, as humans, we have such a deep connection to so many of the, the most beautiful authors and poets throughout history and their use of words is, you know, so inspiring and magical to some people. And you can read a poet and, and the way that they, the way that they express mm -hmm. what so many of us experience in the same words that we would maybe use on a daily basis, but the way they put it together just seems so magical and you hear people say all the time like i can never write like that like that that might is that a form of like light language like that is that person being able to translate and awaken and heal other people maybe even through written word i think musicians musicians also i mm. feel have that and exactly I'm loving the trend lately of more uh, artistic musicians utilizing the different healing frequencies in their music. I find that to be so cool because of the fact that they are intentionally tweaking their sound or tweaking that by those vibrations to a specific um calling whatever it's for it's like whether they're calling money to them or whether for abundance or calling love frequencies and i it's it is i want i wonder why certain music affects all of us so differently and then sometimes a song can affect a collective the same exact way 
it's just, it's, it's interesting. So are those all yeah. light languages basically? Yes. Yeah, so um, allowing your vessel to be worked through in connection to source um, in a flow state, you are bringing light codes down and you're, you're infusing it into whatever you're doing. So whether you're performing, whether you're playing an instrument, whether you're doing artwork or speaking it, um, how it's translated here on the physical plane or doing written word, like River saying, when you read a book, that's just so activating, you know, mm -hmm. there are light codes, there are light codes within that channel that you're picking up on. And you asked me earlier, they, my spirit guides want me to mention, um, you can understand the light language when you start strengthening telepathy. Mm. So when someone's speaking light language and I see it, sometimes I can listen to it and I can hear, um, you know, full body upgrade, clearing the heart chakra. And I can hear it on a telepathic level, mm. but we're not supposed to understand it because we're supposed to feel it. Light language is to be felt. It is not something the, the logical mind can comprehend. But yes, there are variations of what we can comprehend, like written word and music and art. That too is light language. Um, they also want me to talk about sound, if, if I can really quick. Of course. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry. I didn't want to ramble. No, you're no, 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 Sherry. <laughs> no, baby, go. Thank you. Um, sounds really important to me. I also do a lot of sound healing work. And I just got sound tools, tuning forks uh, of all sounds that I trust um, on the solfeggio scale. This is what the scale is called, the solfeggio scale. Mm -hmm. And there are different frequencies that are associated with our chakra system. All the way above the seventh chakra, going up to the twelfth chakra, there's a specific sound frequency. And this is what conscious artists are now doing. Because our music forever has never really included frequencies that are resonant with our chakra field. Music has been created in its own way by those who are at that state of consciousness. Some great masters, you know, like classical artists, did have this capacity to create music basically in a way that would be resonant with the field. But today, conscious artists are recognizing that if I want to make a song that will heal the collective, if I want to make music that will feel good to the collective, I'll include 528 hertz. So that way it's working on their solar plexus and their heart. If I want to help people feel secure and safe when I'm talking about a heavy topic, I'll mm -hmm. use 396 hertz, the root chakra sound frequency. So it's almost like artists are figuring out finally that the solfeggio scale helps our energetic body. And that's important if we're going to listen to music. I like that. So as you're saying that, it reminded me of a book. Um... I think I shared this book a while back with you, Bailey. Um, it's one that really made a huge impact for me when I was a teenager. It's called The Law of Love by uh, Laura Esquivel, uh, who wrote uh, like Water for Chocolates. Um, 
and this this book is basically it's it's about twin flames but but it's it features um the main character is basically a sound therapist and they and she uses music to help people heal and process body trauma and past lives and to do like hypnotherapy and this book is so beautiful because um there's a soundtrack included with it so in in different sections of the book there's like um almost like comic style um imagery describing events that are happening in the books and you're supposed to listen to a music track while reading this and it made such a huge impact on me because it uses a lot of that kind of the hurts and some of the sulfagia like all of that and so as you're speaking it just reminded me that because music and I know this is someone who studied music music can be so healing for the body and mind Yes, music wakes us up. It has the capacity to wake us up. And why is because music is vibration moving at, in a certain way. And we are vibration too. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are just um, energetic beings. So how do, how do you tune and maintain energy? Well, you do that with um energy you like you 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 heal an energetic body by tuning its energetic field and how do we do that we can do that with sound frequency why because when you play something next to the energetic field long enough the energetic field is so intelligent that it starts matching it starts matching the vibration that is that of which is being played so it's saying oh similar vibrations i'm gonna sync to this because I recognize this, because ultimately we're just energy operating these bodies. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And it, I, I will share. Um, I go to sound therapy pretty often because I love sound therapy for myself. And the sound therapist I work with uses um, does like crystal grids and, and has a very extensive sound therapy studio. Um, and I will never forget one of my first sessions with her. It was a very intense session. And I just I had these massive visions while it was happening um and at the end of it she just got quiet and she was like can you tell me what was happening during that for you because she was like my she was like the the sound took went to some wild places she was like I was using combinations of things I never would have felt called to use before and so like her tools we're matching to my frequency <laughs> it took us on a wild journey <laughs> and as she was explaining that like and as you're talking about that I think I know for me that sound therapy has been such a deeply impactful tool yes oh Michelle's muted one second when I do um the Reiki um it, when I do when I go to Reiki with Javante um he sometimes will play like these deeply rooted, like Buddhist chanting, but like it's so low, you can feel the vibration in your body. Um, and then tonight I'm doing a sound healing class that I love over Ooh. in Tempe with this great gal who I found on meetup and her name is Dana and she's really amazing. And so, um, but tonight I was definitely, I was called, I need it. I feel like I need some of that. And it's like, for me, I take myself on a date and I go to the sound healing and then take myself out for like ramen afterwards. And because it's been raining <laughs> here, that just sounds really good. 
But um, it's interesting how I am attracted to a specific sound of women's um, singing voices. For instance, Natalie from the Chicks or um, from the Indigo Girls, like uh, Emily's voice or Jennifer Nettles from uh, what's her what's that band? Uh, God, it starts with an ad, country singer. But I mean, it's like these women with really strong, powerful, like Kelly Clarkson or Pink. Mm. Or, and I'm wondering if there, I, I, it would be really cool to create a list of some of the top musicians across different categories and seeing what those frequencies are, like each of them and their voice and sort of what, why we are attracted to them or maybe, or maybe that's maybe the cause of why they are superstars because the frequency, like a lot of people have been talking about all the Swifties and all the spiritual people talking about Taylor Swift and saying that she is literally, you know, a divine being on this planet right now and knows how to like, and you know, I, I believe that she probably is living her best life and, you know, obviously, you know, um, doing what she needs to do for herself. But I don't know if she's intentional in how and her musical choices in that way. Like, I know she writes her own music and it all comes from that. But I don't know. What What are your thoughts, Bailey, surrounding sort of what I just ranted? Yeah, no, that's beautiful that you pick up on that. And they're saying that it's the frequency of one's soul. Like I said, light language is the soul expression. Um, and you're picking up on the frequency of their soul. So whether or not they're aware of using solfeggio sounds in their music, their voice itself is emitting a vibration that you are recognizing as connected, connected and being worked allowing the body to be worked through in a way where they're completely surrendered. They're completely in a flow state. And you recognize that on a soul level and you respect that because that feels good. That feels like where you came from. When mm -hmm. somebody transcends, when somebody transcends the body, when they leave the body and they let themselves um, just work, just work their frequency, you can feel that. And another thing, Michelle, before we started talking, you were mentioning you're getting like ringing. Uh, yeah. you're, you're strongly clairaudient. So this means you can hear spirit. We have multiple clairs. So the, the ringing that you're hearing and all that, they're, they're working on your clairaudience. And so you've always had the clairaudience because you're drawn to what you hear, right? And now you're working on receiving hearing from your guides and that's why sometimes you think of things and then you say it and it's a channeled message that I needed to hear for example like what happened before we hopped on mm -hmm. totally well I mean when the three of us are together I really feel there's a healing that happens and I think that's I mean that's why when we're all finally like energetically in each other's space, no matter if it's just like this on a zoom or obviously in person, there's a feeling of, I could just be with, I could just be in this person's energetic field forever. Like you just feel like it's just literally like, you know, what we were talking about with regards to sun signs and 
and the Taurus, you know, and the fact that the Taurus is my rising and why I love comfort and my, you know, and a, and a big deep blanket, but people have to feel that way for me as well, you know, to, yes. for me to like really be my whole self. Yes. You can recognize where that exists and you gravitate toward it. And I think that's so special. The, uh, going back to what you're saying about like clear audience, like that topic really fascinates me. Like having multiple clairs or however you say it, uh, like what are some, like maybe give us some examples of like what people might hear or feel experience. Like what are some of those? Like, <laughs> like I'm still figuring that out for myself. And yes. so I want to hear more about it because I love it. Yes, thank you for asking. Um, we all have clear senses, just like we all can speak light language. We all can do these things. Um, anybody with a psyche can be psychic. I say that all the time, but I reiterate it because I want people to know anybody at any state of consciousness can choose because we have free will choice on this mm -hmm. planet, can choose to remember, right? But um, we all have clear senses, just like you have five senses, just like you can smell, see, hear, touch, if you're blessed with all five senses. Um, our clear senses are clear audience, which is clear hearing of spirit or intuitive downloads, clear cognizance, clear receiving of information out of nowhere that you shouldn't really know, um, clairvoyance. You can clearly see visions or perhaps you have dreams that are very prophetic or symbolic and clearing and you just know stuff is going on in the dream world. Maybe you see spirit too. Maybe you're a literal medium. Mm. Clear aliens is clear smelling. This is when you get like a whiff of like cigarette smoke and all of a sudden you think of your grandpa mm -hmm. and you're, they're giving you clear smelling related to energy. Mm. Okay. Um, clear sentience, clear feeling. This mm. is when you get the chills. Yep, I get them. Yes, this is when you get the chills, or and a spirit is stepping into your field, or somebody says something that really resonates. So you get a rush of chills up the body because spirit is saying, Yes, mm. pay attention. You know, that's what the, the chills are. Um, I think I mentioned them all yeah I yeah for me it's the for me it's very much um the dreams and visions mm -hmm. dreams and visions is very very big for me um no, hearing I have, as I well. have FOMO because you have like the coolest craziest dreams like I only dream very like I only remember my dream very rarely I I travel in my dreams. I travel in my sleep and sometimes it's exhausting. <laughs> sometimes I can, I can sleep for 12 hours and not feel rested because I have been so busy in my sleep that I don't feel, even though my body feels rested, my mind or my like spirit doesn't feel rested because I've been like in another world, basically. Um, I would say that's probably my most strongly developed sense um, in that realm. Yeah. I get the chills and definitely audible for sure. Yeah. And that's what's so cool is that spirit, your spirit guides are now working on activating all of these senses because you will be able to work with all of them and some will be stronger and some are your favorite and some are like for me, for example, 
I had a really hard time with clairvoyance because I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of fear surrounding like seeing and because I could feel the energy so strongly, I thought to myself, well, when I start seeing, can I handle, can I really handle that? But there are some ways, just like River saying, where I have very prophetic dreams. Um, and that's a version of clairvoyance that I'm allowing. But we we can we can work with all of these clair senses. And it's really cool when your guides start allowing you to activate them and your higher self chooses to activate them. Um and uh you can you can work with them so that way you can lead a more conscious life. You can have a more conscious experience. You can navigate the world with these other senses and you can help people. You can help people like I do and like you both do as well. It's so interesting to think that you're just a drop in this universe, right? And but that you can make a difference. And I think where people get really lost is where they're they're too much in their 3D thinking about um that they don't make a difference, you know, like that whole thing of like of voting, like our democratic, our democratic, you know, right to vote and how people say, well, I'm not going to show up and vote because my vote doesn't matter. That's always really affected me on like a bigger plane because I'm just thinking to them myself, like how else do they think they don't matter in this world? Right. That, mm. that if they think their one vote doesn't matter, where else do they think maybe that smile that they they withheld because they didn't think that would matter in someone's crappy fucking day that day. Right. But it's amazing how much every bit matters, every human, every like micro positive, positive vibe or energy you can like send someone matters. Yeah. Yes, we can make a wave. We can make a wave of energy. It's where focus goes, energy flows. Mm -hmm. So we all put our heads together and focus on the same idea. Um, uh, we, sorry, I, when when we were talking about, I was just clearing energy when I breathed heavy. Okay. When you, thank you. When you were talking about people not wanting to like participate on the physical plane. A lot of the collective feels really defeated. And that's what I was clearing because they feel that the human plane is very controlled. And that's why they're like, I don't want to even try because I can pick up on that. But what a shame, because if you connect on a soul level and you realize that the energetic plane can help move mountains on the physical mm -hmm. plane, then you realize how much you do matter that you are capable of moving those mountains with connection to your soul and to the higher realms. Uh, so it's, 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 we're, we're working right now collectively to not just give up and surrender control to the, to the physical plane. We're working to, to heal and revive the physical plane in connection to source. And I mean, in connection to energy. Does that make sense? Like, it's so fascinating. Like, as you were talking about them, just thinking of like examples and like, 
of how something small can cause such a big ripple and a big wave and, and, and move mountains, like you were saying. So, like, for example, just even like right now, what's going on with Palestine? So, like, Yemen is controlling the seas right now. This small country that is one of the poorest countries and needs so much assistance with food and aid is basically showing up to these big countries and being like, fuck you all. <laughs> we are, we're here for Palestine. You don't get to go through here. We're going to control this tiny aspect that we can control. And it is causing so much havoc, so much havoc internationally. Yes. <laughs> that oh, is just yeah. a beautiful example of like small and mighty. Like you might not think that you have the ability to make an impact or to create change or to move mountains, but conviction and showing up for what you believe is right can make such a huge ripple effect. Well, the thing that is kind of bringing me to that whole democratic, um, you know, you know, uh, speaking about you know, um, labels and titles and words and how America, uh, you know, right now with America coming into 2024, it's an election year. And I think it's really critical um, because and uh, there's a crazy, like a movement right now where states are legitimately pulling Trump's name off the off the, out of voting, like being able to vote, taking them off the ballot, taking him figuratively and literally off the ballot. And I just want to brace everybody who live in America that this is going to be a, tr a very challenging year, as well as people what we were talking about prior to the call our little pre our pre-chat regarding where divine feminines are feeling um exhausted right now and you know the best masculines are coming out of this thinking what the fuck is happening there is going to be more of this back you know this energy and this as you were saying yin and yang but within our within ourselves we're going to have to be grappling the the divide and challenges to lean more into softness into patience into a sense of your own meditation and and protecting one's own energy it's kind of like when you're in an airplane and the first thing they tell you you know the safety brief is put on your mask first and then put your, put a mask on somebody else, right? Like your yeah. child next to you. This is really for me without getting too political and too everything, but from an energetic standpoint, um, we are really going to need to do more in this next 12 months. Uh, I want to, I want to say really fast before I forget it, because as you're saying this, what's coming up for me is like, yeah. Right now, especially I think in like American society, American culture, like the patriarchy is dying. The yeah. patriarchy is dying is what's happening. They're all gray men. And and the way of of doing things, the way that our patriarchal colonizer system has done things is being asked to change. We're being forced to address it. And I think that's one of the big energies happening right now collectively is that the patriarchy is dying. <laughs> I, I, also... I think we're seeing that like internationally and like the way that the U.S. is showing up, the way that people are responding to the U.S. It's like we're being held accountable 
And also watch, there are going to be more women getting into politics for this reason. There are going to be more divine, I should say, divine, fem divine feminines entering um, CEO area, CEO. And this is men or women. Remember, again, just like the first part of our conversation today is that it, it doesn't matter if it's a physical man or a physical woman in the 3D, but more divine feminines are going to be in leadership positions because of the collective and because of where we are. And, and that's a global thing. There's going to be more divine feminines taking over high powered positions to soften what's happening here in new earth, new timelines, parallel universes, whatever you believe in. Um, and I'm getting some validation from Bailey here, but uh, we'll- <laughs> Bailey's just nodding and nodding, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll leave it open now. What, what are your thoughts, <laughs> Bailey? What are you channeling? Yeah, yes, the guides are talking to me and I just want you to know that resonates. Um, yes. The divine feminine energy has been awake and working on this shift within themselves and collectively too. And we've been encouraging the divine masculine energies and the children and the other people who are just waking up, um, everyone. We've been working on this shift. So just like we talked about in the last podcast, different systems are going to collapse mm -hmm. and light beings are going to get into those systems and raise the vibration and start consciously um suggesting a new order that's in connection to like being a conscious human being a sovereign human being that's mm -hmm. the greater goal is freedom sovereignty everybody has this capacity to not be driven by division mm -hmm. and that's that's why the divine feminines like me for example i would have a few years ago if you would have told me i care so much about health and wellness and medicine and healing i would laugh because i had no interest in the medical world i had no interest in nursing people I wanted to do something completely different but now I'm being called to heal myself mm -hmm. learn healing practices mm -hmm. and and be a healing woman because mm -hmm. that's what the collective now needs mm -hmm. they, they need they need feminine energy that's connected to source because the medical system is going to collapse as well and is and has since you know 2020 and so what's, what's happening is that the, <clears throat> the war oh, has been happening on an energetic level for a very long time. And now what we're seeing is it's manifested on the physical plane. And sorry. Yes, I'm agreeing with you. So as above, so below. And, and now we're seeing that and that's that's what's happening. And I was having a really hard time. They want me to mention about a year ago, I started having dreams like River was saying, doing astral work, started having dreams about war. I would see missiles flying. I would be hiding in a treehouse sheltering people. And it was devastation. And I was so upset. I would reach out to my 
friends who are in my spirit team. And I would say like, I'm seeing this, what do I do? Um, I was tapping into it in advance. And then as it's now manifested, when it started manifesting in a more visible way, right? Because there's constantly division and there's constantly pain happening on this planet. I started getting really overwhelmed because the war has now reached the physical plane. But what is this war? This war is energetic, activated, conscious beings are trying to stop the constant division and control that is happening on this planet by waking up, by freeing and healing themselves. By saying, you do matter, you can change this world, right? And we're, we're trying to cast light over this planet. We're trying to help this planet not be led by darkness any longer. And when this started manifesting what's occurring and, and you start tapping into like what's happening globally on a, vis in a, on a visible level, um, I started feeling like, what do I do? What do I do to participate and spirit guided me to create a global meditation, a peace meditation, mm -hmm. and share it. And I, I made this peace med meditation with a divine masculine energy. So beautiful, yeah. Thank you. And we came together. We joined our forces. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were called to do. We were called to guide a meditation, send healing and activation to a particular area on this planet that is suffering and also make it timeless. So that way, as we continue to experience the collapse of these different systems, people can keep revisiting it and tap in because we're going to see a lot over the next six to seven years. And this is the beginning of that crumble. And we are here to be present and we're here to be conscious within it. And it's not going to be easy, but we are here for a reason. And I just... Yes, th this is just what they wanted to validate. I I just was hearing soul purpose and meaning the way that I've been hearing this lately is that everybody, you know, whether it's the awakened collective or the unconscious collective, the way that it's manifesting in the 3D for people are very similar to what River has been doing lately, whereas she is working, she took herself out of her normal livelihood to create a sense of purpose around a soul, per, like a soul elevated um, purpose. And it literally is just, manif it's manifesting in the way of bringing her money in multiple ways, instead of her thinking that it was just this one way to earn her living. And people who are like me in with large global corporations working, um, I think the way that it's going to be manifesting and starting in January into 2026 and beyond are the way that the human collective can kind of recognize it for themselves. Because I always feel like our purpose of the podcast here is not to just share what we're hearing, what we know, what we think, what we feel, but also to give it a sense of grounding around it's going to show up for every, the everyday human as to 
why am I doing what I'm doing right now? And how can I be doing something that really fills my heart, like my spirit hustle, something that really resonates for me that won't feel like a job and more like the sense of a purpose, a sole purpose that like my mom used to tell me when I was eight years old and, you know, my brother and I would be laughing at her because she'd be like, no guys, if you wanted to be um, a trash man and it made you happy, then you be the best damn trash man you can be because, and don't worry about the money because when you're doing something within your sole purpose, the money will flow. It's like how we bring through, right? So I'm just hearing sole purpose. And so I want to reassure people that if they're having this, this like back and forth with themselves in the 3D to start journaling, to start writing those things down of what they love about what they're doing, what they don't love about what they're doing, but the practicality of like, what else, like what would, if you didn't get paid, if you could do it for free for the rest of your life, what does that look like? And I think getting more in touch with that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, and I will, I will add to that. Like we were talking about, you know, for me, I took a big step away from what I consider to be my career that I've done for 10 plus years. And what I'm finding for myself and what I'm hearing in a lot of conversations I'm having with people around me is that collectively, we are really exhausted by the systems that we have created over time that we're expected to adhere to in order to live like a purposeful life. When you start waking up to what it is that you're doing and how you're contributing and participating and, and what you're subscribing to, you start to recognize that the systems that we've built don't serve us. They don't actually serve us. They serve very few people. They serve like 1% of the population. And, you know, you find that even in terms of like, for me being a mother, and, and as I'm speaking with other mothers, and not just mothers, but just parents in general, doesn't matter what the gender is, like, being a parent is such a strange concept right now, because you most parents are working to raise their children by paying other people to raise their children <laughs> and so like they're having children but they're not being with their children and i know for me being a single mother one of the reasons i've made a shift from from stepping away from the career i was i thought i was so invested in building for myself was that nothing i i recognize that nothing i was doing was actually allowing me to um, meet my highest priority, which for me, my highest priority is to be fully present with my children and to nurture my children and to not have to pay other people to raise my children while I'm just working to live. <laughs> and I'm hearing that a lot from other parents of, we love our jobs, we love our careers, but like we love our children more and we want to be with our children and we don't get to see them. We're away from them 50 hours a week and then all of our money is going to paying the people who are raising them. And so there's just like a lot of awareness happening, recognition happening, I'm hearing around me of 
the systems that we have don't serve because they have us they have us disconnected from each other they have us disconnected from our communities they have us disconnected from our families from our children from ourselves and people are realizing I mean, we're, we're all living a fucking hamster wheel it's like yeah it's like yeah. Just, like there's just it's just like you it takes so much gumption and so much bravery and so much like love of yourself to jump the fuck out and it's yeah and I I was telling this to a friend last I was actually talking with a friend last night that I hadn't seen in a while and he was asking me like how work and things was going and I was telling him like he was like how's work and I was like you know he's like you're probably really busy with photography and I was like actually no I haven't done a photo session since September because I've stepped away from it I'm not doing it and um he was like oh wow like how are you supporting yourself and I was like well actually since I made that decision like I am doing the most basic of jobs. Like I'm taking care of my children and I'm working as a nanny and taking care of another child for a family who very much appreciates the love and support I give to their child. And for the longest time, I would have considered that to be such a step, like step down, you know what I mean? Like not a, like a socially acceptable way of, you know, making an income, but it's like, I'm doing a radical thing where I'm just doing what I need to do to pay the bills and then pouring out into my children and taking care of myself. And when I was explaining that to him, he was like, wow, you have very intentionally built a life for yourself. And he's like, that is not typical of single parents. Like most single parents are just exhausted and working multiple jobs and just never see their children. They're drained. And he's like, you look like you feel good. And you're just kind of like radiating. And I was like, yeah, because I'm I'm meeting my priorities and I'm I'm living intentionally outside of how society is telling me I should be living. I'm creating it for myself. Yes, 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 River. That is it. And on a soul level, those with children know that the children are quite literally our future that are going to change the world when we, when we aren't here so we're we're realizing wait a minute if these systems taught me this and i'm currently doing healing related to this you know the school system the legal system and so on and so forth um the medical system i'm healing why would i why would i like hand my creation over to that to repeat that wait a minute i'm going to get involved i'm going to intervene here I don't want my child to repeat those cycles and have to heal what I'm currently healing. And I'm going to get a little bit more involved. And that and that's the goal because the the children need us. We're collapsing these systems for the children so that way they can have a better um, earthly experience and learn things different than that we had to we had to go through a lot of um experiencing trauma and control and division so we we want this place to be a different experience for them so that way they don't have to just relive that uh once again um and you're being an alive person you're you're daring to be alive to live consciously to lead your life intentionally just like you were saying and one of the one of the purposes here for many I hear again and again and again is protect the children, mm-hmm. protect the children, guide the children, teach them what your tools are and give them choice because they too have choice, whether they want to be involved in meditating or it's not for them. And they're going to repeat 
that cycle because their soul signed up for that. You know what I mean? So very, very um, on track with one of your purposes here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, what were you going to say, Michelle? No, no, go for it, sweetie. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, like as a parent, um, and I, maybe Michelle, this resonates for you as well. And then Bailey, you have, you know, young children in your life as well, I believe. And, um, just this next generation, these next generations of children are just so highly intellectual and they are so empathetic. They're so vocal. And I really got a reminder of that. Like yesterday I was um, at Christmas shopping and I ran into someone at a store, um, who was working there an employee there. And she was like, Oh, I saw your daughter today. And I went up to her and said, Oh, hi, I'm, you know, I know your mom and you must be Ivy. And, um, my daughter, she was like, this woman told me, she was like, your daughter is so outspoken and she's so confident about who she is. And she's so opinionated and she doesn't give a shit (laughs) what anybody thinks about her opinion. And, and that is kind of like my experience with the children that are growing up right now. Like they are confident. They are secure they are peaceful they they're not afraid to call out the bullshit and I'm not going to generalize and say all of them because not everyone's having that experience as children but a lot of these children that are raising up right now um they just see they see so clearly I think well I think the conscious parent collective out there is forcing themselves to uh parent from a place of cutting as much ancestral bullshit that we can possibly cut. I mean, I am so intentional behind every uh, way that I am in a teachable moment with Kaden and that I'm not just speaking to her, but I actually say to her, this is how it was for mom, my grand, your grandma, my mom. This is how how it was for me in this moment, and this is how I am working on it being for you. And I want you to know that I make these choices of how I parent you so consciously from the point of getting a divorce and knowing that your life would be happier without the two of us bickering or not living our best life together as a unit, but giving you that opportunity to see your two parents fully go after what they choose and want that lifts them up, makes them happy, joyous, insert whatever, you know, word you want to insert there. Um, But overall the, and it's worked. I mean, it really has. And I, and I know I say a lot, like, Parents should not stay together for the kids. There's zero reason these days because these kids are so much more highly intuitive than we were back in the 80s. Like when I was growing up, I I knew a lot of stuff, but there wasn't anyone talking about it. There wasn't anybody super conscious around me, around my families, you know, or friends. I just always kind of trusted the fact that if it felt good, it must be okay. Like, you know, you trust your own gut instinct, like we talked about on our intuition podcast a couple of a couple of episodes ago. And I legitimately love seeing my child like like yours, you know, and I'm sure like your sister, you know, uh, 
Bailey, because she is a sweet, sweet spirit and soul that you have the pleasure of enjoying and teaching, you know, from, from your perspective. And it's not, it's, there's not different because we love these children. I love my kids. I love my friends' children the same way I love mine. Like for yeah. real, like I want them to be, I just want them to know and be okay within yeah. their being. Like that's yeah. all I want. Right. I have a lot of um, nieces and nephews um, that I know I carry a responsibility to uh, as long as I'm in super close connection to my family. I've let all the kids in the family know that, um, you know, angels can help you whenever you need them. Crystals exist. And why are they special and what can they do? Um, there is power in, in believing in yourself and believing in, um, believing in God, um, to lead you through life. Like on a very small scale, I share with kids, um, my wisdom and I teach the, a big thing I teach them is how to self-soothe, how to use breath to self-soothe, how to go outside and walk around barefoot. And, you know, I just like to make sure they know that those things exist because I know that within their own households, um, you know, certain things, because I'm close with my family, certain things may be not be that I that I'm interested in may not be being discussed. So because I love them out of love for them, I let them know what I'm passionate about and hope that that plants a seed for their future um, on their journey. And yes, I, I feel it's an honor and to be a guide to a little one. So River, like you were saying, um, you would consider, you know, guiding little ones in the past, uh, maybe unacceptable to, to what you thought was like a high value lifestyle, but it's, it's of the great honor to be a protector and a guide. Uh, yeah. To yeah, yeah, it truly is. It truly is. And, and the more I lean into that for myself, the, the more I lean into myself and nurture myself, the more I find myself wanting to then nurture outward as well. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's something else we were just talking about is like loving ourselves and not focusing so much on the external love, right? Mm -hmm. Like looking for love outside of ourselves, but allowing ourselves to love, to be literally love walking around with love, period. Yeah. And if, if, if someone walks across our path that has that same frequency vibration, that staying open to that might lead to something very unique, special expansion, expanders, whatever it is. But I think first and foremost, the biggest gift that we three and, and the collective of souls that we all know to be out there is to be first love within ourselves first and foremost. Yeah. And I think like going back to, you know, what I said earlier about like the patriarchy is dying, like all of this 
feels so much to me like like a return to like matriarchal life mm -hmm. where um to to collective spirituality to an awareness of that to a celebration of that to a celebration of the individual and the collective and recognizing how interwoven we all are and how taking care of self heals from the inside out out into our collective and just even and you know you were talking about like telling your daughter about the the stories of like this is what your grandmother's experience was this is my experience was like a matriarchal society is about sharing stories and staying connected and being creative and receiving and being open and understanding that life comes in ebbs and flows and challenges and you have to to ride that wave versus fight it and create build systems and be logical and hard and and hiding your emotions and all all the and self-serving like all the ways that the patriarchy has like built up for us and so as we're seeing that die we're seeing this return of return to earth return to softness return well, to collective healing and it's well, so beautiful no 100 percent. i freaking love all that because it's just bringing me to these i'm just like getting all this um information in my brain right now but it's it's bringing me to a point where maybe back in the 1800s or beyond that where women were really revered like women like for you know decades and decades and uh, you know um you know 1600s 1500s but women mothers were revered you know you gave birth and it was like this magical thing that the women and there was just a higher feeling around women and we've really uh, we've lost that which is why I feel like it's really coming back and why divine feminines are are naturally gravitating and making I mean it's all within you know it's all designed to do this right yes. and yeah it's, it's I... fascinating because if you just look at America let's just look at America for a second like because we live here I can't speak to a lot of other countries because I don't live there. Right. But like, look at America right now. Like men talk down to us and that's just one problem. That's just one. I want to share, I want to share something that I, that was very recently very expanding for me and fits very much into this topic. So I'm going to share a little bit more of a personal note here. Oh. I recently met a man from another country yeah. and He's a beautiful human being. And as we were exploring our connection and talking about potentially pursuing a relationship and all of that, he said something that was a trigger for me. He called himself a traditional man. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge trigger for me. And I had to step away from the conversation for a few hours to evaluate why that was a trigger for me. And what came up for me in that was that my experience of what traditional man means, it means... um forceful it means um ownership it means women losing themselves it means patriarchy it means like it just it was such a negative concept for me like hearing the word traditional man um and i worked through that i worked through that and when i came back to the conversation he was like i could tell something like what what happened do you want to talk about what came up for you and it was so beautiful because when i expressed to him what that phrase made me feel and I asked him what does traditional mean to you 
he explained that he was like, I'm a Muslim man. And for me, traditional means that I honor and respect and cherish women because mm. they are the gateway to the spiritual. Mm -hmm. And all I mean when I say traditional is that my highest goal in a relationship is to be a safe space for a woman and protect her and honor her and nourish her and support whatever it is that she wants to create in the world. Yes. And that was just so, so mind blowing for me to hear because that yeah. resonated so deeply. I was like, that is exactly what I want in a relationship of being honored and treasured as a feminine, but not in a way that is like ownership, possessive, jealous, um, asking me to change or be less than myself. It's where the masculine can meet me in that space of honoring who I am. And I think that in context of like our culture shifting and the patriarchy fading out, it's the feminine is asking the masculine to recognize us in that way and step into that space with us and recognize that there has to be a balance between the two. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. There's a quote that I saw on Instagram or a post that said, there is a special place in heaven for the man who sees the woman as his Oracle. Mm. And it's really we're collectively surrendering to the divine feminine within us all where we're all collectively men, women, people of all genders are, are surrendering to receiving like river said, softness, um, nurture, healing, all that is the feminine energy. We're all returning. We're returning back to it right now and surrendering to the divine surrendering and trusting and this is activating and aggravating a lot of the masculines collective as well because it is calling on them to tap into that energy that maybe that they've lost touch with um, themselves due to years and years of programming. And uh, it, at least in our country, like like you guys were saying in other countries it's it's practiced differently right mm -hmm. so but we are all surrendering right now and masculines and men specifically uh that our divine masculine energy they have a capacity to be a safe space to be a leader to be a protector to to do so much good in this world and i think the feminines really um are trying to guide them to to figuring out how to get there how to get there because we all need to work together to strike this balance again and be a safe planet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's a lot of energy i mean so what, what should we be looking for into the next, you know, three to four weeks, Bailey? And what are, what are your thoughts? Should people be saging more? Should people be clearing, you know, their energy? Is it a, is it a great time of year um, to like, we usually call it spring cleaning, but is, you know, what do you, what are you thinking? I started shuffling. Mm-hmm. My ascension deck, as soon as you asked, um, and I got a ringing in the right side of my ear. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what, does, what does the collective need to 
be aware of and tap into over the next, how many weeks did you say? Just this next three to four weeks. What is the message for the collective listening? Several popped out. Mm. Body, which is a card that has a tree with a lit up chakra system. Gorgeous. Mm -hmm. So you can expect a, um, a lot of activations on, on the energetic body and on the physical body. So when symptoms are coming up and you're feeling exhausted and drained and sick and um, activated, maybe you're just like super sweaty, maybe you're very irritable, or maybe you're blissed out and you just like are so excited. However, it's manifesting for you in your physical and energetic body. Please listen. Mm. And just see what you're guided to do during this time related to the physical and energetic body. Mm. Just listen and, and take action as you're guided. Then vibration. That's awesome. That's mm, a beautiful card. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Vibration came out next. A lot of vibrational shifts over the next three to four weeks. And a lot of attention being brought to vibration. And what does that mean? How do I work with vibration? Can I work with vibration via sound, via art, via word? What is my vibration? What is the vibration of those in my surroundings? Being aware of this perception. Perception came out. Ooh. That looks um, something out of Twilight. Mm -hmm. Yes. This card is very dark and moody. And while there's darkness, there's also a cloud of light. Mm -hmm. Let's see what the book says. Spirit says. I love this. I didn't, we did not, I did not ask her for this. This is freaking dope. It's, so I love it because I also like randomly as I was leaving my house to come find a quiet space to do this, I actually brought a deck as well. <laughs> yes. It. We have to get cards from your deck too if you have a minute. I will. I will grab some while you're while oh you're reading. Oh my god, I love it. Yes. Um perception, subjective view, an impression usually slanted from our personal experience or our emotions. Therefore, things are not often as they seem. Mm. Research, ask questions for clarity. Am I distorting? Or am I exaggerating? What is my perception? What is the perception of another? So just really tapping into perception and realizing that perception is different for all of us. We're all perceiving the same thing that's happening differently. And uh, just figuring out what is your perception of reality and not taking on the projection of another's perception. Just mm -hmm. being mindful of that because you don't have to take on someone well, especially with people like Phil here, this will launch on Wednesday, just after the holiday. But as people are winding down their time with friends and family and to be really cognizant. And if you're about to leave family and friends to make the journey home after this holiday, for me, this is feeling like get clarity prior to leaving the house. So God forbid anything happen to either member or whatnot, just in life, because there are no 
you know, there's nothing, no, tomorrow is not promised. Right. Um, and all you can do is take advantage of the moment. So if you're feeling like, God, it, my mom really pissed me off, blah, blah, blah. Go and just talk to her about it before you leave. Like get, don't be in that perception phase, go and get clarity and ask, like, I love that. Like ask a couple of questions. Like, did you mean that what you said really like, or was that coming from a place of just being overwhelmed or from blah, blah, blah. And just kind of trying to connect on that level and, you know, basically hugging it out energetically as well as physically before, you know, your the journey home. Yes. I love may, may I add really quickly, Michelle, I love that. I talk about conscious navigation constantly because it's a big topic for me. Mm. Also being in a, on a twin journey, like we talk about often and conscious navigation to me, if I were to define it, it means there is you and I and the problem. Let's not be you and I against each other. Let's hover above and let's look at the problem together and talk about how we're both experiencing the problem. So let's consciously navigate what's going on from a higher state of awareness. And if yeah. you, yeah, if you know how to do this, you can attempt to guide people on it. Uh, like if you're having an issue, just like Michelle just said. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. Did you pull a card, Rip? Yeah. And so this is actually, um, I'll shout out the creator of this deck because I love her and I follow her on Instagram and she's just a wonderful human being. Uh, Christine Gutierrez, this deck is the uh, Wisdom del Alma deck and it's 44 mm -hmm. affirmation cards to activate your inner diosa. So it's all about divine feminine energy and it's okay. beautiful. So I figured I would share, there's two cards that came out and when we're ready to just wrap up, maybe you can just use these affirmations to close out. I love it. Well, anytime you want to do it, okay. where I think, Let's I think it. we've had a beautiful conversation yeah. and we will obviously have Bailey back for number three, because <laughs> we can't escape or, nor do we want to escape her. She's stuck with us forever. Thank you. And, and I'm forever. So like juicy. I'm not, yeah, like <laughs> she is juicy, but um, no, I literally mean forever. Like I'll be, I'll be following her ass through the ether. So don't worry. <laughs> and you do whole family, you, baby. You found me here again. We've had other lifetimes together and you found me again. I so always, I always will find you. I always will. <laughs> I count on that. I know you will. And that's what about you and I my guides keep saying too at some point we're going to talk about ETs so that is also something that they would love to talk about on this platform when it's time we will yeah. absolutely I was being more conscientious because you're coming off of having a cold and yeah. I know how that affects your channeling and Thanks. so I, I definitely I think you'll tell us when it's time and then we will just make the time you know what I mean Yes, thank you so much for providing the um, the space for me to um, to deliver whatever comes up as we're connecting. So I'm excited to hear what Rivers pulled for us too because I could use some affirmations right now. Thank you. Yeah, so the all, two cards that came out, the two cards that came out just absolutely lined up with this whole conversation. So I will share the first oh. one, and it's beautiful, beautiful artwork. It's, oh. um, you can't see it if you're listening, but it's generations of a grandmother holding her daughter and then grand the daughter holding her daughter. Oh. 
Um, and it says, as I heal myself, I heal my lineage. I create a lineage based on consciousness, compassion, and love. As I do the sacred work within myself to undo toxic behaviors, I liberate myself from the patterns of my family's past. I break generational molds and carve a new way for the next generation. I'm getting a little emotional because I just I know I see that with you guys. Like I know. I just got chills and affirmation from all that. And it's just like it really makes me um emotional because I'm trying, I'm just working so hard. It's it's all from love. It's not like it's a painful mm -hmm. work. It's just the idea that I just want my child to just be the coolest best human feeling the most love she could ever feel in her life and teaching her that within her own self, she's safe and breaking that generational trauma for me is so, so important in how I parent. It's like, it's everything. So, whoa, that yeah, is just right. so affirming in that way. What's the other card? Jeez. Right there with you, friend, right there with you. you love. Yeah, I know you are. I feel um, that very so the, the next card is you can see the artwork there, but um, I empty myself to be filled by the divine. Guide me, use me, lead me. I release my own agenda. Instead, I allow the divine to take my hands and lead me on my life's path. I trust in the innate and divine plan for my life. Beautiful. That is so in alignment with what we've been talking about down to when Michelle was bringing up that she recognizes when someone is being worked through, you know, just in an artistic way. Um, spirit is your partner in life. Mm -hmm. And your greatest relationship is with your highest self. Yeah. Um, and it's just so beautiful that you really can hand it over to the guides and spirit always says, take one step towards us and we will take 10 steps towards you. Yeah. Um, because we have free will, we have to state that invitation. Um, otherwise they just kind of hang around us, our spirit guides, and then they jump in when they absolutely have to, but you really have to welcome them in. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, man, I literally want to do this every day. I swear to God, I just love <laughs> this energy so much. Um, another thing that just came through, and I'm just going to leave it at this. And we're going to we're I think we'll all talk about it offline a little bit. But I'd really like to come up with a way that we can create a conscious group of um, divine feminines, um, whether there be dads or moms, depending upon and having a conscious, um, virtual, uh, conversation, like providing mm -hmm. a live out loud space of like-minded folks being able to talk and, um, maybe parents who are just not knowing how to be more conscious in their parenting but would like to have a space where they can be that. And Bailey, I would love for you to be an essential part of that, where some of those downloads can really help guide and also affirm people. But I want to leave either earth gender available to be a part of it so that it's not about being inclusive. It's about them 
about belonging. Yes. Mm. And, and more and more that word belonging is because it might be my 2024 word for the year. Mm. Yes. Thank you. That is such a compliment and honor because it would be very healing for me too to um, interact with other parents who um, desire to be conscious, um, to deliver any messaging from the guides on how to navigate uh, parenting um, in this way. And then I'm uh, <clears throat> sorry, clearing energy. Mm-hmm. That would just that would just mean so much. And I think it would be so helpful, too, because this is not easy. This is not easy when you start to accept that role. Um, And I think the support group would be awesome. So people get help processing. Yeah, just a positive place where the things that they're thinking, they can be valid. Community, community, building a conscious collective of parents. Mm. Yes, because I'm even finding that I work or love people um, that maybe one parent wants to do it consciously and the other parent is not even tapped in um, in this way and still working on accepting a need to heal. Um, So a safe space to say like, hey, I'm aware of wanting to do things differently. My partner is not. I just need friends that like can see me. (laughs) Because sometimes you might get talked out of potentially moving forward with such a thing if your partner's not on board completely. So just a safe space to say like, hey, I see you. That's awesome. Yeah, it's just it's just been uh, to me lately. And I just and interestingly enough, we spoke just about that a few podcasts ago. Remember Mm -hmm. River smiling because she knows exactly like we talked about when one parent is more spiritually inclined or wanting to all of a sudden they come they're they're evolving they're changing and their um their spouse is not the co-parent is not as either evolved or they're not as open i mean because i don't want to um say that they're not you know truly evolved but a lot of times it's it's more like it just hasn't been awoken in them yet and sometimes they need a little chance to catch up but Yeah, I think all of this is beautiful and it's a beautiful way to um, end. We're manifesting it for 2024. We're speaking it into intention. Yeah, no, for sure. Because the 27th is when this is going to come out. So this is officially the last episode (laughs) of season one of Live Out Loud because I'm going to start season two in January and start labeling them season two. Um, this is a great way to end the year. Um, and, and, you know, have, have you Bailey as just such a beautiful stone of, you know, if we talk about crystals, I mean, you are just one of the brightest crystals. I get the pleasure of calling friend, you know, and calling. Thank you. You, you both are my family on a soul level. You have found me and it's very, it's very, precious to me that I have been found and seen and I can see you back. So I'm glad we found each other because we really can't do this alone. Um, I didn't choose (laughs) to wake up. It happened to me. And I'm so glad that we can support each other because once you wake up, 
you can't go back to sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> you really can't. I swear to God, I've tried. I have tried to deny this bullshit, but me nope. too. <laughs> me too. Oh, I've tried. I've been like, let's turn it off. Let's turn it off. <laughs> yeah, just turn it down a little bit. You know, I just sometimes I'm just like, shut up. Let me just relax <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> um, one thing quickly is that's the thing is like if it's all too much you just can navigate like what does serve me what does feel good what is in connection to my source that I believe in my higher power you can you can just check in with self if, if it's all too much and if you're not sure which direction to go in because you don't know what you can trust during this phase because collectively we're going through a lot um, just know that you can trust yourself on a soul level you can trust your inner knowing and you can trust yourself to be led by whatever um, you call the higher power that you believe in. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those things, but I very much appreciate both of you. I wish you a beautiful Thank holiday. You, friend. Yep. I love you guys. And I am so loving this conversation and I hope everyone else does too. So Thank you to the listeners. Um, thank you for passing it on. Thank you for sharing what we do here. And uh, I will put all of Bailey's information in the show notes per usual. And if you enjoyed this, go back and listen to our first one because that, that was a great one, conversation as well. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you, listeners. Lots of thank you, loves. If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring. <laughs>